Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined by Liz Waterstrott. Hello, Liz. Hi, Sarah. So you had a little bit of an epic weekend, Liz. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Do we had know. our uh, we had the the race like a mother, the the group sprint triathlon experience. Um, a bunch of the AMR community members, they they signed up to do this race with us and they trained for it. And the only thing we can't really control on race day is the weather. And it threw us for a few loops. You know, it, um, it was about an hour outside of the race start when a tornado warning popped up <laughs> and, and the, the location of the race, it did not really have indoor shelter. It's more of an outdoor event recreation area. And so while a few of us were able to shelter in the snack shop, which was fantastic, <laughs> I mean, there was snacks, there was booze. I mean, anything you'd want in case of an emergency was there, but um, everyone else had to shelter in their cars. And, you know, it took a, a good like 30 to 40 minutes for it to blow through. And um, we had to delay the race. But anyway, we were able to squeak in most of the people. We did at some point, a, another lightning storm came through. So it really became unsafe. And we had to kind of pull people from the course at that point. But everyone got the swim in, mm -hmm. which is always the hardest part, the biggest barrier of triathlon. So I was excited to see that. Mm -hmm. And it was just wonderful to see um, so many of the women out there. And, and they seem to be having a good time, oh. even with the weather. The photos Dimity took made it just look like so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was, I mean, she, she deserves an award for all the photos she was taking and <laughs> she had a whole plan. She was doing reels and videos. So. She's, and she's quite the cheerleader too. So you oh, know, yeah. she can really yeah. whip up a crowd. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. And it looked like an interesting swim venue with that, that you had a dock. And so there's yes. no beach entry or anything like that. That looked No, they had to jump. They had to jump feet first into the water. Uh -huh. And it, you know, it was just in a, in a nice quarry. The water is really clean. It was warm. The water was maybe 84 degrees, but oh wow. you know, I mean, that's not really that much different than most people's neighborhood pool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think they felt and I'm not sure I can say this word. I think a lot of them felt really badass yes. once they finished it, just because there were so many challenges. You know, it was off road yeah. and the weather and um, the run was almost like a tough mutter at one point because it was so muddy. They had to like <laughs> crawl up a hill. Oh uh, <laughs> I'm, I know I'm not selling the experience really well, but exactly. trust me, it, it was a character builder. <laughs> 2023, sign me up. Um, <laughs> but also, I mean, it just looked like, a, I don't know, it was it was fun. There was a good group. And people would yeah. come from really far away. I mean, there were women from Texas and Maryland and Wisconsin, which I realize isn't all that far from Illinois. But, like, people had traveled to go to this race. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was pretty conveniently located, you know, being in the Midwest, being close to airports. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and really if the weather had cooperated, it would have been so much fun after the race because there was yeah. like a big post-race party, but, um, mm -hmm. Dimity and uh, Dimity and I got to hang out with everyone at a restaurant the night before. And, mm -hmm. and that was just really nice to, to chat mm -hmm. with people. And, um, Lorinda was there who's always so smiley and yeah, chipper. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of, 
lot of new and old AMR friends. Yes, yes. Very nice. Very nice. So I'm going to introduce the topic earlier than usual because you and I are going to talk mm-hmm. amongst ourselves about it. Uh, <laughs> so so it, it is uh, Beauty and Grooming Habits and Routines. It's part of our routine series, which I'm pleased to revive. I just kind of kept racking my brain. What are other routines? And finally, I came up with this based on some good TMI Tuesdays on our Facebook page. So we're going to talk with three real slash everyday women runners about the topic. But like I said, Liz, you and I are going to confess a little. And you are the perfect co-host for this one. (laughs) I really don't know how I feel about this whole topic. I'm just going to start there. I I feel some trepidation. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm uncomfortable. I feel like it's private. There's a lot of room for judgment here, but I'm going to maintain an open mind. So let's begin. Okay. Very good. Okay. So talk about first your showering habits there, Coach Liz. (laughs) My shower. You already have started with a negative tone. Uh, I like to shower. I wake up every day and I take a shower. And and like I had told you earlier, um, this comes about because I've worked from home now for about 15 years. And, you know, when you work from home, the lines get very blurry. Mm -hmm. And if you're not careful, you'll be in your pajama pants at 2 p.m. waiting for the day to begin. So I just I just made a hard line there. And I just said, listen, if I'm working from home, I'm going to get up. I'm going to treat it just like I would if I was going to an office. I wake up, I take a shower. Now, I, I don't do my hair and all that, mm-hmm. but I put on clothes. And to me, that signals the day begins. And I found that this was a really important habit for me to maintain once I had kids, because you know how kids are. Mm-hmm. They're screaming. They want you. They want breakfast. And I just said, I take my shower first. Uh, it, it is the, my way of starting the day on my terms. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you just feel like you're, you're a waffle maker, you know, you're just, <laughs> you're rolling out of bed. You're putting waffles in the toaster before you've even had time to use the bathroom. So showering, I start the day with a shower and sometimes Sarah, three showers a day. I know that's the part that got yeah. me because I'm, I'm a swimmer. How do you not shower? <laughs> oh, you just, you just drip dry. You just, um, I have to say, having lived on the West Coast for the um, vast majority of my adult life, I do have to say there's never enough water to waste. So, well, yes, yes. That's my thing about showers is uh, just a, a lot of waste there. I mean, like, gosh, I go visit a friend in San Francisco and, you know, like she has to capture the water that as the taps warming up, she'll capture that, you know, cold or lukewarm water so she can water her plants with it. So, yes. Yeah. Well, now, now I feel like I'm draining all of Lake Michigan. Thank you. Um, I do. I will say I try to make my showers quick. I don't wash okay. my hair every time. Okay. But yeah. today I went for a run. It's 80, it's 70% humidity. I got in my car afterwards. I was just dripping sweat. My shorts were wet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what do you do? I just, I can't imagine walking in the house and being like, well, I'm ready to start the day like this. <laughs> yeah. Definitely after running for sure. Because uh, I was thinking today how I went on a, about an hour long walk today and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much more civilized than running. I'm not drenched in sweat (laughs) when I finish. (laughs) And it was funny. I walked past uh, someone and they were like, Sarah? And and then I was like, huh, Anne knows me pretty well. Why didn't she recognize me? I'm like, oh, she probably wondered why I was walking, not running. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So All right, well, Sarah, I want to turn the tables. Mm -hmm. What's your... Are we calling it a grooming habit? I always think about like grooming a dog or something. <laughs> or a horse. Yeah, What's your yeah. hygiene? Ha- yeah, that's even worse. Oh, hygiene. hygiene. I didn't use that term at all in the notes. That's a good one. <laughs> um, so, 
Yeah, I am not one for showering unless I've done something to, quote unquote, earn the shower. So, you know, getting super sweaty from a run or swimming in a pool. Although on rare occasions when I have to wake up really early for a flight, uh, it's like a novelty. I'll be like, huh, I could take a shower before I get on the plane. And so it helps me wake up too. So, um, (laughs) but I'm talking, I'm in my fifties and that idea just came to me recently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So also I think it goes back to my sister used to take incredibly long showers and Mm. I'm I'm like 25, 30 minutes. And so that just kind of, irked me for whatever reason so i think a lot of it is kind of rebounding from that but yeah. i think we can let that go though now right let's <laughs> yeah, not gentle your tone gets <laughs> um so yeah so you know now that i swim in the, my beloved pond it's about you know 20 25 minute drive from my house by the time i get home i'm pretty well dry so hey, whoa 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 pond yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know that there's stuff in that pond. <laughs> I know. I like used... E. coli. Oh, they, they will close it if there's too much. No, e. no, 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 no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I have experience in water quality testing. It's always in there. When oh, they yeah. let you swim in it, that just means it's safe enough. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's I... still in there, though. <laughs> and you should really rinse that off, Sarah. <laughs> I used to be more... Um, fanatical about coming home and being like, oh, I've been in the pond. Yeah. I better wash it all off. But I mean, yesterday I didn't. And then today I get home from my run. I was like, or my, sorry, my walk. I'm so conditioned to say run. Um, get home from my walk. I'm like, huh. I was like, mm, I don't really have to take a shower. And then I'm like, oh, all right. I didn't yesterday. So I will today. Oh, oh my gosh. So yeah. can I tell you a story really yes. quick? Yes. Years ago, my husband and I did a race in Ohio And we did the whole, like, you know, do the race, get back in the car, drive six hours home. Mm. And he ended up with impetigo. Oh. And yeah, the doctor kind of like said it was probably because you didn't, you didn't shower immediately after being in this. It was like a pond. It was surrounded by geese, you know, who Mm. who poop everywhere. Uh So that was all I had to hear to, um, to start taking a shower every time. Or, you know, at least doing like aggressive baby wiping after these races, (laughs) because you can't always get into the shower. You have to check out of the hotel. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 And then also let's before we bring on our first guest, let's talk makeup for just one sec, because you you, like your showers, you wear makeup every day, even on race day. I do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm just... uh... Don't how, judge what, me. I'm don't not. Judge. I'm not at okay. all. I'm all right, fascinated. All right. I'm fascinated. What <laughs> what makeup products do you? I'm not talking brands, but you know, uh, mascara, lip. No, gloss. no, 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 no. That gets all over the place. Mm-hmm. No, I have. You know, I have like concealer, and mm. that is. My husband asked me too. Why do you put that stuff on? And I said, Well, really, it's it's a good sunscreen. Mine has the SPF in it, mm-hmm. so I like that. And I might put on some eyeshadow, uh, wow. and I might put on some blush. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is not. Uh, listen, I don't have. I don't have a a very lengthy routine. It's not like I'm in there for one hour putting my face on, but you know, and and let me tell you, I go to all these races and a lot of people know me. And so I can't just show up sometimes looking like I rolled out of bed. I just won't feel like my best self. I'll just put it that way. So I just try to, you know, like put on a good face and and not smell like bedhead, you know? So 
It's really hard being coachless. <laughs> um, I just remember I used to wear a lot of makeup in high school. And my best friend said, oh, Sarah, I cannot believe that you are ever going to be able to go without makeup. I mean, there's going to be a fire drill in the middle of the night in your dorm and you're going to put on makeup. And oh, my gosh, could not be further from the truth. I totally stopped wearing makeup in really? college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've gone yeah. back to it. I now wear mascara most days, sometimes a little eye pencil. And I'm all about the lip gloss, even though now we're back to wearing masks here in town. So like I'll park and put on the lip gloss. I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm putting on my mask. Like (laughs) it's for me. It makes my lips feel good. Hey, that's, that's all that matters. I I don't think we need to explain our habits to anyone. That is true. You know, it's whatever you want. Uh, you, You keep up your lip gloss habit. There we go. And th- we are going to go into the interviews with a judgment-free attitude like that. But hey, yes. we, we want to know what people are doing. So uh, you will find out if you stay with us after this break. Thanks. Our first regular runner is Jamie Dean, a fur baby mama in Altoona, Pennsylvania, who works as a mental health therapist at a state prison. A runner for a little over two years, Jamie doesn't wear makeup when she runs. Thanks for joining us, Jamie. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, okay, you got to quickly tell us about your fur babies. What type of bulldog and is it pals with your cat? <laughs> um, our bulldog Bubba is, it's an Alapaha blue blood bulldog. It's not a very common breed. He's uh, mm. kind of on the taller side and very broad in the chest. Um, and he is 14, soon to be 15. He's doing pretty good though. Mm-hmm. And then we have a cat and she showed up on our porch a couple of years ago and um, decided that she was going to live with us. And we just call her kitty because that's what we called her for months while she was on the cat on the porch. Mm-hmm. I actually called her porch kitty for a while. And then she <laughs> moved in. Um, and Baba loves Kitty. Kitty doesn't love Baba. Mm-hmm. No, but you know, she doesn't uh, hiss or, or scratch at him or anything anymore. She just kind of puts up with him. So Sarah tells me that you started uh, running after losing some weight via Weight Watchers. So tell us a little bit about your genesis as a runner, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in January of 2022 or 2020, rather, um, a friend and I joined Weight Watchers together and finally I got my head in the right space and I was able to actually work the plan and take off a good bit of weight. And I would say after I lost about 25, 30 pounds, I started to feel the motivation to move. Um, it just felt more comfortable, you know, like just felt more comfortable. And I had a lot more, um, a lot more confidence. Mm -hmm. So I started run walking on my own and I've always wanted to be a runner. I used to have dreams that in my dreams, I was running somewhere and I'd wake up and I would think, wow, that would feel so cool to actually be able to do that. You know? Mm -hmm. So I had tried many times before and always failed, but this time I think given with some of my mental health background and my experience, I would try to do a lot of like talking to myself when I would get started. Like I would walk for so far and I'd say, okay, Jamie, you're going to run this next spot. And if you can go for a minute, you go for a minute. And if you don't, that's okay. You know, so I would start out every run like that so that I wasn't setting myself up for some kind of failure when I couldn't just go out and run a mile. So after I got up to about a mile and a half, my um, best running friend, Aaron, she saw that on the Fitbit that she, she texted me and she's like, Hey, are you running? Cause I see you're getting a lot of steps in. And that's how I started running with a friend. Mm-hmm. And the first time that she and I ran together was the first time I ran two miles 
like without stopping. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like a, like I was some kind of a superhero or something like mm-hmm. that. But um, yeah, so it just, it progressed from there. And then Aaron and I started running with a local running group, um, an informal one Altoona PA runners. And they have just been like the most inspirational group of people. So welcoming. Um, they're always putting up fun runs to do on the weekends and everything. And so um, I think the community of it really helped me stick with it and find it to be something that's been really, really enjoyable. Oh, that's great. And it sounds like last fall, you may have even put together a half marathon. You, you did your first half marathon. Yeah, I did. It was, um, yeah, I actually did my first half marathon in October last fall. And, um, I never would have thought that I would have gotten up to being able to run 13 miles in, uh, like a year and a half, you know, or essentially a little bit over a year. And, um, it was a great experience. I had, I had so much fun. It was just a local one here that our YMCA puts on, but it was a very challenging, very hilly course because where we live, you can't Mm -hmm. escape hills. Mm -hmm. And, um, my goal was to come in under 12 minutes a mile because training for it in the summer, it was so hot that every run just felt horrible, but we had the most perfect 60 degree overcast day on the day of the race. And I actually think I averaged like 10 50 a mile. And I was like, just blown away. I was so, so excited. Oh, I, and then saw, we, I saw your finish time on the clock. It was, it was impressive. I, yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. So, so you run without makeup. And mm-hmm. so was there ever any point when you first started running that when you debated wearing any, particularly, I was wondering, you know, you said you run with this, a group. So I don't know, sometimes there can be, you know, societal pressure or something like that. Did, did you ever think about wearing makeup? Um, not really because, and I think I put this on my form, my face sweats so bad (laughs) that the second, like I get hot, like, I just know I'd have like mascara under my, you know, under my eyes and my shirt. Like there have been times where maybe I wasn't so good at removing the makeup Mm -hmm. and I'll get up and run and I'll wipe my shirt, my face with my shirt. And then I look down and I've got like foundation all over a shirt, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so no, I don't, I don't really worry too much what I look like. I think um, hitting the forties kind of helped me with that a little bit too. So I just go all barefaced. <laughs> so on the Google form that we had potential guests fill out, you wrote that working in a prison, it's not a big deal if you're not fully primped, which is nice. So talk us through your post run or get ready for work routine. So, um, on mornings that I, I run, we get up quite early. So, um, usually about like four 30 or so, so I can Ooh. get in the shower by six and then I have about a 50 minute commute. So I have to be out of the house by 10 till seven. So on mornings that I run, I really make sure that I prep everything the night before, like lunch is ready to go clothes are laid out. And that's the morning that, um, so I'll get out, I'll, we'll run, we'll come home. I get directly in the shower. So I haven't cooled off. I get cleaned up. I get my hair pretty much dry. And then I'm still sweating out my face. Like I, (laughs) I don't know how to stop it. Um, I forget who the, who the guest was last week on the show that said about taking a shower and for like, yeah, yeah, for like three minutes and cool. And I've been trying that. And it's like, I get out of the shower and my face is just like, no, we're not done yet. Um, (laughs) so, (laughs) so then on days like that, I'll just throw my makeup bag in, um, in a carry along bag and I cool off on the ride to work. And then, um, I ride with a, a van pool. So then we usually get to work a little bit early. So then I just sit in the locker room 
and put my makeup on. And on those days, I'm usually pretty minimalist. I just, you know, um, like some foundation or CC cream and mascara. Like I feel like mascara is the thing that makes me feel like I look like I'm awake. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's, that's like the one thing I feel like, um, I don't like to go without is the mascara, Mm -hmm. but on other days when I don't get up and run, I will put on, um, you know, them, the eye makeup, matte eyeliner, a little bit of blush. Um, but again, it is kind of nice working in a prison. You don't have to, you, you know, your looks aren't <laughs> something everyone's too worried about there, mm-hmm. staff member wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So now for the real reason I chose you as a guest on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can only guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so on the Google form, Liz just alluded to, you wrote in some detail. I'm not sure if this counts for grooming, but I've recently started using Lume deodorant cream for my quote undercarriage. And wow, I never thought of myself as a partic- as particularly stinky, but this stuff is great. And I definitely have begun to use this daily. Also definitely used for a run. I'm a commando runner. And especially in these summer months, any anti-stink help I can get, I take. So... First off, apologies to our brand new producer, Barry, for having to listen to this. <laughs> oh, man. The initiation is done. <laughs> um, so, but uh, tell us more, girlfriend, about this Lume and your undercarriage. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess I'm kind of a sucker for anything online with shopping. So I, I, this, for some reason, I don't know what goes on in my algorithm, but this <laughs> was coming up with this deodorant and, um, it was developed by a woman who's a gynecologist and talking about, you know, just this deodorant that you can put on anywhere on your body, especially, you know, in, in between your legs and your butt, and it stops your body from cr- making the bacteria or, you know, letting the bacteria grow. And I thought, you know what, well, I'm going to give it a shot. You know, I have, mm-hmm. So I um, ordered like this little kit and it came with like one that looks like an underarm deodorant, a body wash, and then this cream. Mm -hmm. And again, like I said, I never thought like I was really stinky, but you know, when you get sweaty and stuff, nothing ever smells fresh. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the first time I used this um, after the whole day went by, you know, I was in the bathroom using the bathroom and all of a sudden I was like, oh my like there's nothing like absolutely nothing. Um, no smell like you've just been sitting around all day or anything like that. And, um, I was just stunned. Cause again, I didn't think that I was particularly foul smelling, but then you realize there's a complete absence of scent. So, um, and definitely, like I said, with the, uh, with running, it's nice because sometimes like on Saturdays or whatever, I don't always get to get straight to the shower. Mm -hmm. after the run, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then I feel like a little bit better about not being able to get straight to the shower. You know, (laughs) I'm like, okay, at least I know my whole body, like I'm not giving off a a stench or anything like that. (laughs) And, um, works wonderfully in the underarms too, like just not, not a smell. So, I mean, Mm. Very good stuff, that Lumi. I definitely recommend it. <laughs> so Liz asked me beforehand, she's like, is that deodorant an advertiser? I'm like, nope. 
They're not. <laughs> but well, <laughs> maybe now. Yeah. <laughs> Liz, Liz does a mean native yes. angry. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about trying this one, but I mean, yeah. why not? Yeah. Yeah, no, I've heard about it from other mother runners. And so when I saw that she wrote about it, I'm like, okay, we got to get somebody on here to talk about that. So that's intriguing. <laughs> so, so thank you for oversharing. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I... I <laughs> After I hit send when I did that form, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you should have. Thank you for doing so. (laughs) Certainly. Yeah, good, good. All right. Well, thanks for chatting with us, Jamie. Sure. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Our next guest lands on the other end of the makeup while running spectrum. Gina Wilson, a teacher and mom of three in Northfield, New Jersey, wears what this Oregonian classifies as a lot of makeup when she runs. No judgment at all, just stating fact. Um, So welcome to the show, Gina. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. This is awesome. Okay. You guys are so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that, but thank you. (laughs) All right. So Gina, I hear that you have been a runner for nearly a quarter century. Tell us a little more about your running background. So I started running in high school. Um, My boyfriend in high school was the cross country star of our high school. And I was 15 years old and I started to get into caring more about my appearance, like wearing makeup. I wanted to get into better shape and he had some crazy killer legs and a six pack abs. So I was like, if I run, can I have that? And he was like, well, you know, like everybody's genetics are different, but he's like, you should come running with me. Like, it'll be fun. And at first I was really hesitant because I'm like, I'm not going to run if I don't have to. But he's like, I'll go slow. Um, I'll run with you. We can stop if you don't like it. And we went out for like a two mile jog. And I think we ran it in over like 20 minutes. <laughs> and, um, but I was hooked. The minute we were done, I was like, this feels amazing. You know, like the fresh air and everything. Um, and I was hooked. And ever since then, I was about 15. And every day I would go out running and it's my therapy. I love it whenever I have a bad day, you know, I'm out, I'm like, my husband knows I'm like, I'm going out for a run. <laughs> Great. So right now, are you training for a race? Yeah. So I just signed up to, um, I'm near ocean city, New Jersey, and they have a half marathon in October. So I just signed up to do that. Nice. So Gina, I love your response to whether or not you wear makeup when you run. You said, yes, ma'am. Always foundation <laughs> mascara, bronze slash brush, blush and if the neighbors are lucky eyeliner tell us more so i have to say we live in a really small city where everybody knows everyone and my husband works at the school um so everybody knows us the houses are on top of each other so when i go out for a run I see, you know, I'm waving to the neighbors. Sometimes I stop and talk to the neighbors and I just will not be caught dead without makeup. And I'm talking like full, like full foundation, contour, um, you know, 12 coats of mascara, got to make the eyes look good. You know, like I just don't want anybody to see me without any makeup. So it's always a must. Races are even more so because you know, people take your picture during the race. So when I run my half, half marathons and five Ks, I am like full fledged, like primers, lotions, creams, like it's probably a little excessive. <laughs> it's not. 
but I'm like, they're going to take my picture. I got to look good. Okay. So I have two questions as follows up for that one. Doesn't it just melt sweat, like get wiped off? If I did that, my, my top would just be covered in all that stuff. Cause I wipe my face so much because I sweat so much. So the races that I've run, um, so the half marathons that I've done, they're usually in the fall and they're by the beach. So it's not that hot. Now I will tell you, Um, it's, we just came off a heat wave in New Jersey and I was running outside and my running clothes are caked in foundation. Um, but (laughs) believe it or not, it does dry. Like if you don't touch it, the foundation will redry on your face. (laughs) Not the beauty experts are probably freaking out right now, but I'm like, it's okay. It still looks good. But I have to say, I'm not like only in the summer do I get like real, real sweaty where I, you know, take my shirt and I wipe it. And that's usually just if I'm running around the neighborhood at the end of the race after I'm inside and nobody can see me. (laughs) All right. okay, but but your story about, you know, that there's photographers at the race and all that stuff about how how, why you want to have your face on. So stick with me. It's a little bit of a story. A bunch of years ago, Dimity and I were speakers at the Disney Princess race and they had a panel and there was a woman from Florida on the panel who talked about what she keeps in the fanny pack that she wears on race day. And one of those things was um, lipstick, not lip gloss, but lipstick. And that she said that she stops short of the, like in the last half mile of a race to reapply her lipstick so that one, it looks good for the photos and two, then she has it on when she kisses her husband at the finish line. I am neutral on all those choices. Like that is her choice to do that. That is um, not for me to judge. But what's your reaction to this advice of like, would you ever consider doing that reapplying anything before you get to the photographer or the finish line? Oh, Absolutely. Because you want to look good. And actually, I'm going to steal that. And I will say, um, I do carry blush just just because I like the contour on my cheeks. And it just makes it look better because your cheeks are all rosy. But I like the contour. It gives you a higher cheekbone. Um, but yeah, I love, I do carry blush everywhere I go. And so I will make my husband carry the blush, you know, to the races. Um, you know, just in case we do need to touch up. Now, I haven't stopped mid-race yet. That's a new thing, but I, I like that idea. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am. <laughs> I love it. I am loving this. And I also have to say that probably the only blush I have in my house is probably, I don't know, a dozen years old. Like, I should have pitched it a long time ago. That. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. That's a great idea. (laughs) Oh, man. So let's talk about your hair. So I've heard that you deem dry shampoo a godsend when you don't have time to wash your hair. Talk to us about dry shampoo. Yes. So I have really curly, dry hair and I bleach it blonde. And so it's, it's very, very dry. And so the beauty experts tell you not to wash your hair every day, right? So I, um, I do shower every day, um, but I don't wash my hair every day because they say it's not good for your hair. And so I can't um, deal with the sweat. So dry shampoo sucks up any and every like drop of moisture. Um, so I wash my hair every other day, but on the days I don't wash my hair, I'm like half a can of dry shampoo. It is Mm -hmm. amazing. I always have at least a full can and then three underneath the sink just for backup. Um, that is, that is a must. So when the panic started, you're like, wait, do I have enough dry shampoo? Yes. 
Oh my gosh. I would, you know, there's been times where I would run out like the night before I had to go somewhere and I was making midnight runs to Walmart. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that, that is a necessity. <laughs> where is the Amazon drones when you need them? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So staying with hair, you deal with body hair by getting laser hair removal done. I have so many questions. What prompted you to go that route? How painful is it? Is it truly permanent? Um, so I've been doing that since I was younger. So I'm a hundred percent Italian and very hairy. (laughs) And so, um, every, I think Italian woman has a mustache and nobody wants it. Uh So I started getting, um, laser treatments on that. I will say, um, I started getting it when I was a teenager, but, um, some of it has come back. I, I can't say it's totally permanent. You are supposed to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. But it's hard, you know, with being a mom, I have three kids. So I'm in three different, you know, three different places. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't kept up with it probably like I should. And maybe it would be, you know, a little more permanent. But I can see some of the the hair that I used to have did not come back. I would get it on my upper lip and my chin. And I would say I had better success with my chin than my upper lip. Mm-hmm. But it could just be because I haven't kept up with it. Mm. And, and I just want to say thank you for sharing as you do. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real. It's real. (laughs) Uh, So heading further south, further south than you're thinking, Sarah. Yes. You often get pedicures. So how often is often? You'd get them as often if you weren't a runner or would you get them more often? So I live by the beach. Um, I wear sandals and flip-flops a lot. That's just kind of the style, you know, the beach style is very casual. Um, so I get them once a month. Um, and then what I do is to save money is I go over what's already there with my own polish. So you're kind of just filling in, um, but you have like a good base there. Um, and I do that year round. So I'd say once a month in the summer, but once like um, January hits from till about March, I just do it myself, but then it's monthly after that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's not so much for the cheese grater effect of getting off dead skin and calluses. It's more for the the pretty toenails. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the cheese grater is good too. We need that. (laughs) I have a couple actually. I've got a couple fancy gadgets to get that stuff off. (laughs) (laughs) I think that you have quite a lot of storage space in your bathroom. That's just what I'm thinking. We had to buy a new house to fit it all. So, yes. Thankfully, my husband was all about it. He likes it, too. So, <laughs> Wait, he likes your practices or he has his own as well? He has his own. I, he appreciates my practices. I got a good, I got a good one. <laughs> very, very good. Well, Gina, thank you so much for talking with us. This was very fun. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Our final Talking Beauty and Grooming guest is Erica Janish, a youth apprenticeship career coach in Luxembourg, Wisconsin, a mom of three littles, and she's debating going for her fourth. Erica is a beauty product minimalist. Glad you could join us, Erica. I'm very glad I can be here. Thank you. So the big question is, did you succeed in getting all three kiddos down for their naps? So two are definitely sleeping. One was down here crying during the last guest. And I was like whisper shouting for her to return upstairs. So we're going to see how this goes. Okay. So Erica, how did you get started in running? 
Um, so years ago, I, I was actually thinking about this as I was nursing my youngest down for her nap. I was like, oh my goodness, the first run I ever did, I had no idea what I was doing. I did a 10 K because somebody asked me, I was actually wearing volleyball shoes, which, um, you know, the weight and the drop of volleyball shoes are just ideal, um, for running. And then I, I did a, a half marathon because somebody asked me to, but I never considered myself a runner. I was the girl who got out of the mile in gym class every year. I, I did not run the mile a single time my entire life. <laughs> and then my middle child, he turned four in March. When I was pregnant with him, I had gestational diabetes and gestational diabetes. Anybody can have it. It does not mean that it is a blame on a mom, but it's more likely if you're overweight. And I, at the time was obese and I decided before number three, I wanted to lose 50 pounds. And so I just started running miserably crying with a stroller, hot mess, but, but I started. So for me, I consider myself a runner since then, because it's been as consistent as I think I can be with also balancing motherhood for, um, since that time. Nice. Nice. So have you done any races since the birth of your third child, uh, in the, in the pandemic? I did a, I was going to say, so my, my third child was born in May of 2020. So it was like the peak of the crazy where like, we didn't even know if my husband was going to be allowed in or not. Wow. And then that October I did a virtual half. Mm-hmm. And then I did an in-person half and now I'll be signing up for, I'm doing another half this October. So I'm in the midst of training for that one. So, um, half, half marathons are, are kind of my, that's my race. So that's, that's my distance. Good, good, good. All right. Well, with three young kids, it seems that a post-run shower is not job one when you finish a workout. No, usually nursing is. Mm. So I like, I always laugh. I take like a selfie of myself nursing and like send it to my like running group of like, make sure everybody's hydrated. Um, that after I go out and I'm sweating profusely, I come back and dehydrate myself in a completely different way. So no, usually it is, we actually sing a song. We go get out of my butt instead of get out of my car. That's one of my mom's songs, but usually yes, a shower is not always my first option. Wait, wait, wait. I don't understand. How does this song fit into the my children? My children are up my butt. That is, that is why I'm singing this song to my children because I just, I can't get anywhere. So I I just have all three of them up up my butt. So Oh my gosh. So what about, what about your hair? I mean, if, if you get a shower, are, are you in there enough to even wash your hair? So I next to never wash my hair. So this is something I, I don't like the feeling of wet hair, like touching me. I don't like my wet hair, like hanging in my face or touching me. I hate putting my hair up when it's wet because my hair holds on to moisture. If I put my hair up, and leave it up wet for a couple of days. If I would take it down, it's still wet after a couple of days. And I'm like, ew, there's like must in there and whatever, <laughs> which apparently bothers me, but not washing my hair doesn't. So whatever's growing in there from not washing my hair doesn't bother me. <laughs> but no, I actually will wrap my hair up so it doesn't even get wet. And I very rarely wash my hair. And I'm super, super lucky. I have super healthy hair. It's super like soft and silky. So I actually don't love my hair when it's clean, which sounds silly, but I can't do anything with it 
because if I, I mean, I have to use like loads and loads of product to get it to stay or do anything. And so when it's a little bit dirty, I think it, I don't know, I enjoy my hair better. I get to do things with it more easily. Plus I just don't have to take the time to wash and dry. Like having to like find the time to shampoo condition. And then I would have to use products and blow dry is just way too much of a process to even imagine. It's just not worth it for me. <laughs> I have to say that when I, Liz and I were talking a little bit about this before we went on air, and uh, I also do not wash my hair very frequently. And uh, I oftentimes after a workout, so a walk or a running, strength training, whatever, so something not swimming where obviously I've got my hair wet, I'll look in the mirror and be like, will my hair look any better if I wash it? And nine <laughs> times out of 10, the answer is a big no. Um, so, uh, yeah. And with wavy hair, it just, my hair just does whatever it wants. So sometimes the sweat has made it look better. Like it, I don't know. It just holds. I agree. I agree. Mine is some days it's kind of wavy. Some days it sticks straight. It does its own thing. And Mm -hmm. it's just, you know what? I think there's less guesswork when you let your sweat dry than if you wash it and Mm -hmm. let it dry. I'd agree. We're, I'm in the same camp with you. Right there with you. (laughs) So what about dry shampoo? Uh, maybe I heard something about cornstarch. Yes. So I actually do not use dry shampoo. I use cornstarch. I actually have put it in a little salt shaker. So if somebody would come into my bathroom, they would be extremely confused. I have this white powder in a salt shaker. Um, but I absolutely swear by it. So in comparison, it is dirt cheap. I always have it in my kitchen if I would run out. Um, but cornstarch does the exact same thing. Um, it, it sucks up, you know, everything. It dries it all out, you know, and um, you do have to be careful because like, so if I use it, I don't use it when I'm wearing the shirt I'm going to wear for the day or else yes. it like powders down my front. And then I like, I work with teenagers. So they're looking at me like I'm, I'm already a little bit, you know, the crazy lady at school. And so, um, if I like have the like loose powder all down my front too, I feel like they, they probably would like step back instead of like laughing with me. This may be a more of a laughing at me scenario. So I definitely, I, I wear, um, like, I mean, when I'm getting ready, I'm usually wearing like a tank top. I shower in the evenings. So when I wake up in the morning, I usually get ready still wearing my pajamas because then I'm also get all three of my kids ready in the morning. Uh, My husband's already gone to work. So I get ready and I get all of them ready. I don't put on my work clothes until the last minute I step out the door because somebody will like smear boogers down me on top of, (laughs) on top of the cornstarch down my front. I will have boogers down my front or something. So um, if anybody wants my cornstarch trick, it is definitely do not do it with a black work shirt on. Yes, that's so fine because in the pre-recording conversation, I was like, but do they stand in the shower or the bathtub when they do this? Because there is material. So where does it go to? So you have answered the question. It falls, it does fall out of your hair and onto the shirt and the floor or whatever. Very little, less than you would think, but enough to be annoyed if you're like me. I don't like, so I, I never, so I never wash my hair, but I don't like having single stain on my shirt. So my, 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 my standards are all over the place. Some things I'm super type A, some things I am like hot mess disaster. Washing my hair, hot mess disaster. Single like spot on my shirt would drive me nuts all day. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, all right. In response to the Google form question of if you only had time for one grooming beauty activity, you responded, baby wipe bathing. You know, the main parts don't forget the under boobs. So I love the addition of the under boobs as it isn't the, you know, it's not as front of mind as, you know, pits and puss, let's say. <laughs> yes. I mean, but let's be real. That is also a, like a crease on our bodies that, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be some, like, if you are going out for a run, if you have breasts, you are going to sweat under there. Mm-hmm. So I always feel like, like, let's not forget that area. And I think for, especially if you have you have had children, they don't sit up as high anymore. There's more space under there now to clean. So let's not forget that area. <laughs> nice, nice. So do you think your beauty grooming habits are going to evolve as your kids get older? Or is this just your MO? Because I have to say that I find surprisingly, I almost shower less now that I have teens because I feel it's like I have to take a number when I get home from my workout and be like, yeah, I get the shower next. Like, oh, yesterday, Liz, I was planning on taking a shower after my swim, but I go to open my bathroom door and it's locked because, you know, somebody's in there taking a shower (laughs) and, and I'm not, you know, I'm already late enough as it is. I'm not going to do it. So, so Erica, back to you. Do you, do you think this is your MO or you think it'll change as you, you know, maybe don't have to breastfeed a youngster when you first get home? You know, I have tried to give up using a crystal ball with motherhood because any (laughs) guess I have, I am completely wrong, first of all. But second of all, I I think this is my MO. You know, I think that there are certain things that I stopped originally because of motherhood. Like I stopped painting my toes after my first daughter um, because to me, it's better to have clean toes than half grown out toes. And I thought it would be something I would really miss but I actually don't. I just do not um, miss that being something of like, a. Oh, I really need to do that. Oh, I really need to do that. Um, and having set like standards or expectations that um, I think actually ended up bringing me more frustration than joy. You know, like, yes, I don't wash my hair often, but I still bathe regularly. I like to always clarify that for people. Um, but though I don't wash my hair, I still put some cute braids in it. Like, you know, I definitely don't walk around like the dirty smelly girl, but the, the lack of, you know, not washing my hair that often, not painting my nails, you know, these, the stepping back from some of those higher like beauty standards that I used to have for myself, I think has been a blessing through motherhood of just a freedom. So if my kids, back off and I have time to breathe, I don't think I will fill my time with those beauty things. I think I'm going to fill my time with things that just bring me joy. You know, maybe I will go on a longer run without anybody in the stroller crying. Maybe I would fill my time with that. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Well, I'd say that's the note we're going to end on. Erica, thanks so much for talking with us. This is really fun. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go find out whether anybody's still asleep or not. Well, one's already down and we'll see about the other two. (laughs) Okay. All righty. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Sarah. Yes, Liz. I feel like I need a shower. (laughs) Like for a variety of reasons right now. And it has nothing to do with our guests. I just feel like I need a cleansing, a cleansing of all the the private habits we've discussed. Okay. Oh, all right. (laughs) There's been too much oversharing for your uh, move to the Midwest uh, sensibilities. 
<laughs> yes, we're very proper here. Let's <laughs> oh, see. I love all this oversharing. I just, you know, want no, to go good. in and like look in the in the medicine cabinets and find out what's going on there. <laughs> um, so, well, well, speaking of hair and workouts, I cover my bed head and get some sun protection on my face thanks to my new favorite hat in the Mother Runner store. It says "Runner Runner" on it. The words are in a gradated rainbow of colors on a black background, so it goes with pretty much everything in my workout wardrobe. It is a Boko Gear running hat, just like all the running hats in our store. Um, and the new, they have a nice new back closure that's stretchy and that um, the model who um, is on our website, she was like, I love it. There's no Velcro to get stuck in my hair. So for that hat or any other hats or cute t-shirts, hoodies, whatever, go to anothermotherrunner.com, click on um, store, and then you'll see a drop down. There's hats and visors if you want to go nab this runner runner hat. And like everything in our online store, all orders receive free shipping. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Madore from Fire on the Bluff. Many happy, beautiful miles. 